When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to Purple Daily. We're going to dive into Skull Reddit, which has a list of Vikings conspiracy theories that are very exciting. A couple of these I've never even heard of, but we'll dive into them. After we thank Federated for being a part of Purple Daily and also the Mackie and Judd podcast, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. For the past 15 years, Federated, in addition to helping business owners for much longer than that, they've also made a strong commitment to youth mentoring through Big Brothers and Big Sisters. With generous partners and sponsors, Federated has helped facilitate the raising of close to $38 million over the years, which is uh, which is a lot of money for a great one-on-one mentoring organization like Big Brothers and Big Sisters that I've gotten to know over the past couple of years as well. To find out more about Big Brothers and Big Sisters and what you can do, federatedchallenge.org is the website. All right, boys, welcome in to Purple Daily here. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff producing. And every Friday, we take a trip into the Skull Reddit section of the Internet, where um, today's topic is is going to open some fun doors, Declan. Oh, Why don't you tee it up for us? I'm excited. I saw this a couple days ago. I'm really excited to get into it. Uh, what is your favorite Vikings rumor or conspiracy theory? And there's a couple uh, great ones on here. I've got four. Okay, for you guys, I sort of cherry pick through. Now, some of these like people made up their own yeah. conspiracy theories. Correct. They admit but, that. But there are four in here that are legitimate conspiracy theories or things that have happened that require more flushing out. And let's start with one. Like we're gonna we're gonna start with an obvious one and then get through to some that are less obvious. Okay. Okay. We'll start with the Giants stealing the Vikings plays at the Meadowlands in the 41 donut loss in the NFC Championship game 20 years ago. There's a full write-up here from YourTeamCheats.com. Did you guys know that this was a thing that the Giants were being accused of the week before in the playoffs as well? That They beat a young Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid. The Eagles were the first team to blow a whistle on this. First time I've ever heard of it. Judd, did you know that? Oh, uh that they had been accused previously, I did not. The week before, so. I remember the the um, the uh, dust up about this after the loss really yeah. well, but no, I did not know that. So here are the details according to yourteamcheats.com. In early 2001, a column from the Toronto Globe and Mail included an item alleging that the Giants were under suspicion from the NFL for eavesdropping on conversations between the offensive staffs and quarterbacks of the Eagles and Vikings during their 2001 playoff victories. No league or team source was quoted, and no specific violation was cited. The original article is no longer available. 
According to the Globe and Mail, there were serious allegations running through the league that the Giants cheated in the playoffs by intercepting radio transmissions. According to the report, the concerns were brought to the attention of NFL Commissioner Paul Tagliabue at the time after the Eagles claimed in the first round the wild card, or was it... It might have been the division round because yeah. I think the Giants had a bye. Yeah, correct. Because the game against the Vikings was the, was the conference championship. But the Eagles claimed that the Giants were able to listen to the plays being sent via radio from the coaches to the quarterback. So McNabb's got his, you know, he's got his head, his uh, speaker in he his ne- helmet. He never had a chance. And he's listening for the play. And the bleeping Giants are also hearing yep. the same play. When the Giants heard the plays, they set up their defense accordingly with hand signals. Apparently, similar allegations were being expressed by the Minnesota Vikings after being dominated by the Giants in that game. According to the report, the NFL was feverishly trying to keep the issue quiet with the Giants having qualified for the Super Bowl. Come on. What do you think? Do you buy it? Absolutely, yes. Now, now Those Giants were Vikings, not that good, too. Kerry Collins. Ugh. To be clear, though, the Vikings got their ass kicked, okay? So, yeah, because the Giants knew their plays. Nah, so if the Giants don't know the plays, then they win by 20 points. But anyway... Um, you don't think the Vikings put up thirty. I absolutely, I absolutely buy that. And don't forget who came from, and he he was gone by this point. But who came from the Giants organization? Bill Belichick. Like you don't think that Belichick just got to the Patriots and was like, "Oh, I'm going to start cheating now." No, no, no. He knew from before. But Bill Parcells been, wasn't coaching the Giants he, anymore. He had been tra- But my point is that there was probably a long ingrained history. And in the 90s into the early 2000s, nobody cared. There was probably a long ingrained history in Giants football of, shall we say, being frisky with things that you shouldn't have been. I absolutely 1,000% buy that in the 80s and 90s in this league, there was rampant cheating that, that we don't talk about and for the most part probably don't know about. But look, the Vikings piped in noise to the Metrodome. And the Giants, and I'm sure they're not the only one, stole signals. Do I buy this? 100%. I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory. I think it's accurate and something that we don't talk about much like much like steroids in baseball right and if you start and now we talk about them but we didn't want to then right and if you start to look at some of the stats in those two nfc playoff games with the giants and clearly like they weren't able to replicate the same thing because sure. against the ravens because they were in a neutral environment it was the super bowl okay? yes so those two games between the giants and the eagles and the giants and the vikings the Giants against the Eagles the week before jumped out to a 20-3 to lead early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They held the Eagles to 186 total yards on the day. Wow. So the Eagles just couldn't do anything. They couldn't move the ball. Yep. McNabb was under 50% completions for the day, and they only ran the ball for 46 yards. And so it kind of, you look at that and you say, you know, if a defense knew exactly what plays you were running, what would the stat line be? And you probably say, well, I mean, like, you'd move the ball a little bit because... Like sure. you're still a professional offense, but you probably you know you probably get stuck before you get to 200 yards. In that game against the Vikings, they jumped out to a 41 nothing lead. <laughs> that was the final score. The Vikings only had 114 yards of total offense. And here's the amazing thing, and why I believe this is true: when you fall behind 20 to nothing, 27 nothing, etc. Ordinarily, you start to rack up a ton of yards because the opposing defense plays prevent. And you're just allowed all the underneath stuff, right? Like yeah. you would think that once they fell down by three touchdowns or nearly within the flow of the game, the quarterback who's trailing is still going to throw for 300 yards because the defense is not playing clamp down defense unless they know what play you're running. <laughs> so I 
Totally well, believe this, a hundred percent. Yeah, and to to be clear, from my perspective, the Vikings did not deserve to win that day. But do I believe the teams cheated? Yes, I will say if the Giants had intercepted the Vikings' play calls from the beginning of that game, then yeah. it's it's no longer a question of like whether the Vikings deserve to win. Like, of course, the Vikings deserve to win if the Giants were intercepting their play calls. It no longer comes down to like the competition on the field. If I know what play you're Was running based Was on stealing your, played that day irrelevant. as a Viking. Irrelevant. You deserve what Moss you get when you played. put guys like that out there. And and Moss <laughs> melted down pregame because his friends were, I believe, booted from the sideline. Uh, the Vikings brought on their own problems. But yeah, I I think that if if we're going down the conspiracy theory or not, that this is more than a conspiracy theory. I think it's probably true. It happened. And, the, and it cost the Vikings a trip to the Super Bowl. Stop with that. Honest to God. Right, he here, just took it too far. Here's the second one from Skull Reddit. This yep. is from, this is a write-up from the Daily Norseman, but it's actually from a podcast that I listen to all the time. It's called Something to Wrestle With with Bruce Pritchard, who's okay. been a longtime employee and writer and mm-hmm. talent manager and everything for the WWF. Okay. And he used to be Brother Love back in the 80s. Like, Brother Love! Like, with this, <laughs> I think he introduced The Undertaker, I want to say. Him and Million Dollar Man. But um, he said on his podcast two years ago that Vince McMahon almost bought the Vikings in 1999. Oh, really? Reb McCombs wound up buying the Vikings. In 98, When they were right? for sale. That, well, when, well, when did Reb McCombs buy? Yeah, 98. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, for pride, for pride. Yeah, so, Vince, so this is what it <laughs> Vince says. Vince McMahon, wow. On this podcast... Uh, Bruce Pritchard says Vince McMahon explored the possibility of purchasing the Vikings back in 1998. How serious were McMahon's thoughts about actually buying the team? Well, here is the write-up. We don't know what the hell he was talking about. More than anything, it was a publicity stunt because they were floating out there that the Vikings were up for sale and Vince floated out there that he was interested in it. Mm -hmm. I dare say that if the price would have been right, he might have bought the damn team just for publicity purposes. Just to say the WWF bought the Minnesota Vikings and Vince McMahon was now entering the football arena, which he did two years later anyways with the XFL. So it got people talking a little bit. According to the story, McMahon would not have had the personal wealth on his own at the time to purchase the team, but he could have headed up a group of investors that would have purchased the Vikings. The Vikings were then sold to Red McCombs instead. So Could you guys I, imagine Vince McMahon owning the 1998 Vikings? Oh my gosh. What, what I would think would happen if Vince bought a Minnesota team because of his ties and against AWA, he would have relocated those Vikings so quickly. He would have actually pulled the Red McCombs, moved them to San Antonio, wherever the hell he wanted to go. I think he would have actually moved the Vikings if he bought them. Well, he would have done the same thing McCombs did, which is hunt for a stadium deal first, yeah. right? Yeah. And then like would have gotten shot and down. So that would have been interesting. And then when it was time to fire Denny Green, it would have been very easy. You're fired. Oh, be great. You know what? Fun. This does make perfect sense. That was the peak of the WWE's so, popularity, too, So, Red bought the Vikings uh, before, I believe it was the 98 season, for $250 million, okay? That's amazing. If you guys, so if you guys recall, uh, there was a point in, in there where we thought that the Vikings were going to be sold, and I think he turned out to have insufficient funds uh, to make the purchase to the author, Tom Clancy. Mm-hmm. And so, this does make perfect sense. Um. I think Declan's right, though. I think if if Vince McMahon buys them, the one thing that amazed me about Red was, and I don't know if he just behind the scenes ran into roadblocks or what, but that Red didn't move the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, Declan's right. Vince McMahon would have found a way because he he would have gone to court and wouldn't have cared, which I think Red did care um, to move the team 
And I mean, hell, you, you could have moved that team to Los Angeles, you know, let's say around 2000. I mean, Vin- with really, it, it would have been a pain in the ass to do it, but it could have been done. Vince owning the Vikings would have made for some amazing cross promotion of like like wrestlers. And- How would you feel today if, if John Randall would have been great in the Royal Rumble? If, oh yeah, if Vince McMahon had moved the Vikings franchise, how would you guys feel about Vince McMahon today? If if oh he'd be hated. We were going into year twenty yeah. since the Vikings had moved. But I actually disagree. I don't think he would have moved the team because Minnesota. Minnesota for Vince is is a hotbed area for shows and for talent and Los I, don't, Angeles I, don't, I don't think he would have looked to like upset one you of the top the team markets in the uh, maybe you got that team in L A baby Whew. he's definitely got personnel and people tied here I just don't think he's ever been in love with Minnesota and I feel like there's a there's still a like vendetta against this and does state. Vince care about things like that. Well, he cares about having an audience for his product. Yeah. Right, but the wrestling fans, I don't think, are going to disappear because he took their football team. Yeah. Well, it would have been fun to There's see There's a certain president right now who doesn't care about stuff like that. You know how it works. So uh, here's another one, bypassing the political discussion that Judd wants to drag us into. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean. So the Herschel Walker trade was apparently was facilitated by the NFL in 1989 in order to help boost the big market Cowboys. Okay. I've never heard this, by the way. There's an essay. If you want to read the whole thing, just Google like, um, well, go to the go to Skull Reddit, and you can click on the link here. But Jeff Perlman actually posted an essay from somebody a couple years back on his website. You can Google like Jeff Perlman, Herschel Walker, mm-hmm. and there's a whole essay explaining the conspiracy theory. But the three bullet points are number one that the big money owners, like the new owners, the Jerry Jones of the world. The new big money owners in the NFL wanted the big market teams, notably the Cowboys, to be good. So that was thing number one. And the Cowboys were a disaster in the late 80s. Number two, the NFL uh, went to the Vikings and said, look, all right, we need you to dump a bunch of first round picks to the Cowboys in order to make this happen. And we will reward you with bullet point three, which is Mike Lynn. You will become the president of the new World League of American Football, which happened in 1990. Mike Lynn, the Vikings general manager, became the president of the NFL's new initiative to go outside of the United States. I've never heard this before. Also, uh, Pete Rozelle was the commissioner and abruptly quit with three years left on his contract in 1989 going into 1990. And they just sort of randomly found Paul Tagliabue. They dusted off a lawyer, one of the NFL's lawyers, Paul Tagliabue, to facilitate this trade. Yeah. So do you guys believe that the NFL said, all right, the Cowboys need an influx of talent. Let's make this trade happen even though it makes no sense for the Vikings to do this at all whatsoever. Let's let's pull the, the, the trigger on this trade and make the Cowboys relevant again. And they went on to become a dynasty. Absolutely not. No, no, no. And here's why. Here's why Herschel Walker was a marquee name. Like the trade makes no sense. Like, like it's too well thought out. No, I'm not buying this. And in, in fact, this is the first time that I, I have heard this. But Herschel Walker was a huge name at that time. Like this was was a football god. Yeah. And to be like, well, let's go long play here, which is which which is smart. But to be, you know, to say and then and then to tie those draft picks to players and have Lynn, who, you know, got taken in the deal, not realize that the Cowboys were going to cut all those players so that they could use the Vikings draft picks because Lynn at that time thought that he would not lose most of those first round picks or those high draft picks. No, I'm not buying this for one second because it makes from a football standpoint, it makes sense. But from a at that time, Walker's been traded standpoint. Yeah, it hurt the Cowboys See, like their national 
uh, cachet. I think things like this do happen in sports. I'm not a believer that like the NBA lottery was rigged in the the Ewing draft. Like I don't think oh, that happened. Not? You don't think those the cold envelope? Come on. I mean, I guess I wouldn't. Knicks, I wouldn't. I wouldn't on. bet my life on it. But I think things like this do happen. Like we would be naive to think that sure. owners don't get together and say, "Listen, we need the Lakers to be good." It's just really good for business when the Lakers. Well, are then good. what's going let's on with it. the Knicks now, Phil? That's the, that's the one that doesn't make sense. Like, like the Knicks have been garbage for twenty years, so I don't know. Maybe the, maybe they've been trying to set James Dolan up, and he's still too incompetent <laughs> still dumb, to do it. Too dumb, Declan. Declan, do you buy it? Yes, I a hundred percent buy it because this trade was crazy. I, I you you can't tell me that there was not league influence involved in this trade with all these first round picks and building up Dallas. One hundred percent, the league was involved in this. Yeah. I'm but, all in. But don't forget too that that in the Vikings' mind at that time because. The the uh, premium put on that position back then was so high. You really did think to yourself, this is now a Super Bowl team. Like that trade that day, we all thought to ourselves, oh, my God, you just got Herschel Walker. And really, it was for the, this the Cowboys team. that began the Super Bowl. Yeah, team. good for them. Yeah. All right. And the fourth one, admittedly, this is this is just from a random dude on the thread named Morning Breath 71, which is a great handle. Yeah, good for you. And he says that he is making this up on his own. But I'm going to throw it out there. He said, I've always believed Brett Favre lost to the Saints on purpose in the NFC Championship game. That was his plan, as he has always been a Packer at heart. What better way to hurt the rival Vikings? He probably thought, hey, let's have an amazing season, get so close to the Super Bowl, and then crush their dream. And you know who Brett Favre grew up a fan of? Hmm. The New Orleans Saints. Wow. Yep. Wow. His dad used to take him to the Superdome once in a while. Do you buy it? Do you buy that Brett Favre? Morning or, or, Breath 71. Do you, do you buy that Brett Favre, had, whether it was conscious throughout the season or whether it was a moment in his mind as he rolled out to the right, did Brett Favre roll out to the right and think, I can't, I can't, if I complete this pass, we're going to win the Super Bowl. He rolled, I can't win a Super Bowl with the missile. He thought to himself, Tracy Porter's open right now. <laughs> Tracy Porter is wide open. Uh, no, but it's... Uh, I, buy, I buy this one. But I like yeah. it from Morning Breath 71. Also, if he, if he would have ran five yards forward and slid... Just stumbled. He, he, there were so many things he could have thrown it's to Barry in. long one would have kicked the field goal, right? Throwing the interception made zero sense. Zero sense. the middle sense. of the field? Absolutely did. I buy this more than I buy a bounty gate is the reason you lost that game. That's how I look at it. I, 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 oh, I, I agree would, with that. I would buy that Brett Hart. I agree with that. that Brett, yeah, Brett right. Hart. Brett Favre sabotaged. Or Brett Hart. <laughs> I'm the best there is. The best, the best there was, was and the best there ever Am will be. Am I the best? Maybe. Maybe. Am I the uh, best there is? Maybe. Maybe. Am I the best there was? Yes. Uh, probably. Um, I, I buy more that he sabotaged that game than the other team was trying to hurt you. No. Yes, dude. I, I well, they were trying to, to hurt him, but it's not why they lost the game. Yeah, correct. It's I agree with The five turnovers that. and Brett Favre sabotaging yeah. the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Those are your four Hang conspiracy the football, theories. Right? Man. So I, I, I think I, the, the first one this. is dead on right. The Giants one is correct. I actually buy all four of these now. I'm just I'm conspiracy theorist. I'm I am okay. tinfoil hat guy. I buy all these now. Vince McMahon buying the Vikings though. Uh, yep, you would have moved. Super fun. Uh, that's a wrap on this conspiracy theory episode of Purple Daily. We will see you next time.